Welcome to the Floor Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hedin, owner of Illustrious Hardwoods in Mesa, Arizona. Returning to the show this week is friend Aaron Albrecht of JNR Tile in San Antonio, Texas. And we've got a, a very special episode for you today. Aaron's going to get very, very vulnerable with us and admit something that I think most people would try and hide. So she she had over $100,000 embezzled from her company. And this is a concern that many, many contractors have of, I can't trust anyone to do my books because this this is the thing that everyone is worried about. And Erin's going to talk about it. She's going to talk about it openly. And if I see any negative comments from anyone on any of the content that I put out, I will immediately ban you. I'm not even kidding. This is nothing to like joke or laugh about. This is something that really happened, is really a concern. She's willing to talk about it when most people wouldn't be. And there are lessons to be learned from this conversation. And I know I'm not even really truly concerned, but I will put that warning out there. Um, This show is for people that want to get better at business and be educated. And I know that's why you're here and listening is so that you don't have to do this. And I'm so grateful She's willing to share this story so that we can all have better businesses and better hiring practices and better accounting and bookkeeping practices. And so uh, I, I'm really excited to get in, into this. I It took me a little bit of convincing to get her to do this. It, not a lot, but a little bit. And uh, it we've waited months to make it happen. But I'm, I'm really excited to share this story. I think it's absolutely... Uh, amazing on how uh, the journey through it, to be honest, is there was a lot of ups and, and downs, but everything has, you know, we, we landed up and, and that's all that matters is we're going to keep on trucking. So before we get started, Floor Academy is here every week to help you grow your business. This is to give you a lifestyle lift from where the average contractor is so that you can run a more profitable, more efficient and free up your time so you can do the things you really want to do in your life as opposed to doing the things you're forced to do through your business. And actually, we will have a discussion about that within this show of being trapped in your business and how that affects you mentally and how it affects your company. It's going to, this is going to be a really good one, everybody. Uh, we have a quick word from Chronosoft, and then I will have Aaron give a quick intro for everyone that doesn't know her. If you're looking for an easy and affordable way to manage your business, Kronos Flooring Software is your solution. Streamline your workflow for managing leads, inventory, and scheduling installations. It includes every feature needed to support your business at a very affordable price. It's extremely user-friendly and easy to navigate. Full integration with QuickBooks Online makes tracking your profitability as easy as clicking a button. Visit chronosoft.com today to schedule a demo that's k-r-o-n-u-s-s-o-f-t.com let them know i sent you over you will enjoy this software it is built by a retailer for the flooring industry to solve the issues he saw with the software being built by companies that build software this is not software built to fit in an industry it's built by an industry for an industry i guarantee you're going to like what you see they are they are us. They are the small mom and pop shop trying to make it happen. And they've dumped tons of money into making this software for themselves. And they are now releasing it out to everybody else because it works. So go give them a look. Again, chronosoft.com, K-R-O-N-U-S-S-O-F-T.com. That's enough out of me. Aaron, who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? I'm Erin Albrecht. I am a second generation contractor of uh, and owner of JNR Tile in San Antonio, Texas. I re- recently purchased the company in November 2021 when um, my stepdad Johnny and my my mother uh, Johnny was the founder in JNR with my uncle Raymond. That's what JNR stands for. So we're a five-star contractor down in San Antonio, Texas. We do just tile and stone. 
uh, why I do it. It is a, a family legacy that I am very proud to try to, you know, carry forward down here in South Texas. We work all over the state. Um, and we do some traveling out of state for installation design showcases at coverings, things of that nature. All right. It, and uh, always, always a great topic. You've built a powerhouse down there. JNR is, is recognized that you're a five-star contractor with the NTCA. And I know you're renewing that under their new terms. Uh, amazing projects. Accredited. With we are the- now, we are approved accredited five-star contractors. We're proud to to say we went through that process too. We're an accredited five-star contractor. Beautiful. One of the few that have done that so far. Many, many Long highlights before. within Tile Letter and, and other publications. Um, at just, you're knocking it out of the park down there. You know, I, I know a lot of people look up to your business and, and how you run it. And so again, for you to share this is, you know, I know it's not easy because everyone's going to be like, oh, that ha- like, how did yeah, that happen Kyle, to you? It's not easy. And, you know, Kyle really made me realize that the reason I wanted to talk about this today is to help other contractors. And that's my intention. Um, this this is something that can happen to anyone. This is this has been a family business and the books had been kept by, you know, my mother, Christine, for over 20 years mm-hmm. Um and might as well dive into it, huh, Kyle? Yeah, yeah th- and that's that's where we start, right? Is you you bought the business from from mom and dad, and mm-hmm. mom had always been doing the books, but they were looking to step away. And that's we right. we know, look, if anyone's looking on how to hire people, that you can go back and listen to the interview we did with with Aaron called Mock Employee Interview, and uh, she kicks my butt in in that process. But uh, she's got a solid hiring process. And so that's really where this journey begins is that mom and dad were looking to leave and uh, somebody was going to have to do these, do these books. So it was a a critical void that we needed, needed to fill. And this was um, not just a, okay, mom's out. We hired the new person they're in. We, it was a a lot of people that were interviewed with a pretty strenuous, um, job interview questionnaire for everybody that came, background checks, um, running social security numbers, calling old employers. I mean, we ran the gamut and did everything that we thought we had done right on this side. Mm -hmm. But um, unfortunately, the individual is had at that time produced a fake social security card and resume had uh, contacts that when we called were set up to tell us what we of course wanted to hear. So people like that are out there and um, there were, you know, there were a lot of other good hires that we could have went with. And unfortunately we picked one that turned around and bit us. So the transition Mm -hmm. for Chris, Chris, my mother actually stayed here for two to three months. So they were working together and, and it was a, it was a slow transition into where Monica is her name. Monica took uh, control of the books, never accessed um, any of our cash, didn't have logins to certain information, but still wound up embezzling over $100,000. So, you know, the safeguards that you can put in initially in the hiring process, um, you, you really have to dig a little deeper than you even think, you know, researching companies, making sure that they really exist, finding out what the CEO's name and if, you know, contacting someone else, asking for the direct contact of who she worked with, or, you know, it you really have to, to, to dig in to make sure that someone's not falsifying documents when it's coming to work, you know, anyone that would be coming into your company and working in a financial capacity Mm -hmm. um, because that, that is what can ruin, ruin you. And this individual that we onboarded Monica is her name came in and, you know, the whole team loved her and we're, we're really big about culture at JNR tile. We, we couldn't be a, you know, five-star contractor we couldn't have we couldn't win the awards that we do if we didn't have a really great team surrounding us and everybody loved and trusted this woman and that's probably the most gut-wrenching part of of this was how incredibly upset and bewildered uh our team was when we had to tell them what happened Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, you know, initially that that hiring process and everything was going, you know, well in terms of financial reports and things that administratively I was needing to review weekly um, with Monica. And as time progressed, you know, she was with us less than a year. That's how that's how quickly this all happened. Um, the numbers just weren't making sense. We weren't really meeting our marks profitability wise on our projects. Before we we dig into that, I, you know, I want to go ahead. So there's a couple of things you mentioned, right? Like you did all of your due diligence. You, you check social security, you did a background check, you called references, you did all the right things that an employer does. And yet she still slipped through the cracks mom worked with her for two three months on on how to do all of this stuff and Competent. great know, bookkeeper mm-hmm. yeah amazing at what she does otherwise she wouldn't have been able to get away with it but i think that's that's, right. the, that's the takeaway here is like i don't know that you're always going to be able to stop everyone no matter how good your practices are this lady was a professional and, and it came out like you know as that when the news broke, it wasn't that Aaron or anyone at the company discovered it. They found out because somebody else was complaining about this lady in a news article. Like somebody wrote in up this San, article. In San Antonio. From, so do you want me to tell them how it happened, how uh, I found out? Uh, yeah, we can get into that. Yeah. So I, I'm seeing that things aren't quite adding up. And, you know, financially, we're we're not profitability-wise meeting our goals on certain projects. Um, costs are going over on certain projects and I couldn't really pinpoint what it all was because financially speaking, when we would sit down and go over job costing, everything was on Excel sheets and was given to me in certain reports. So tracking that was difficult. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling a little uneasy, you know, a, a little wondering what's going on. And I go home one evening, it was a Friday Friday afternoon and (laughs) my wife Jess was in the bathtub and she starts screaming and I thought something bad happened in the bathtub I don't know so I go I run into the master and she shows me her phone and there's a picture of Monica's face on it talking about this bookkeeper that had embezzled money from a a fence company they're uh, actually friends of mine now believe it or not superior fence here in San Antonio Um, because we worked the case together with the Mm -hmm. FBI when they got involved. So at that point, um, when the news article came out in our local San Antonio Express newspaper, if y'all want to look up Monica Padilla, she's all over the news. Um, That was the first time I found out. So I dropped absolutely everything, jumped in my truck and sped over to JNR Tile and I just ran into her office, started logging in. I I found out the computer was completely wiped and she actually stole her personnel file as well. So anything that had been produced and given to me in terms of any kind of financial reports, anything that had been happening on that, on that device on her work computer had been completely erased. The computer had been wiped. And I was immediately looked at our bank account and I was seeing cash app wires to strange places, thousands and thousands of dollars because she had found out that we had found out. So she was trying to get as much as she could out before I called the bank and put a stop hold on everything and had to switch all my account numbers and completely shut. It was it was a lot of house. It was a lot Mm-hmm. of house keep, keeping and damage control and and really a feeling of being violated um not just for me but my entire team this is a person that you see every single day that pretends like they love and care right like mm-hmm. mama bear if you will around the office i'm i'm not the type of woman that gives a lot of hugs and um you know sweetie, honey, darling, this and that, you know, she was kind of that, that type of woman that I wasn't, which I thought was was a great dynamic for us. Right. It, it almost that 
that vulnerability that you feel after being violated is something that we dealt with as a team here for quite some time. And of course, for myself as the owner, um, took a lot for me to get past, a lot for me to get past. So Mm -hmm. in terms of housekeeping and and finding out the damage, I, I think it took us weeks to get to the end of the the rabbit hole there, you know, working with with our local police and then eventually the uh, the FBI. So Kyle um, Kyle's mastermind group and and my wife really helped get me through that that dark time. You know, I would I would come to our mastermind meetings and if I didn't have Kyle and, and my group members with me trying to get me through and focus on the business instead of focusing on the situation. I don't think we'd be in the position that we are at the end of 2023. This happened in February 2023. So mm-hmm. big picture, it was not that long ago. No, that I, this ha- when that this, this yeah, when this airs, it'll be still less than a year. Um, there, there's a lot to this and it's, I can't agree more The the only way that I can really, you know, <sighs> sympathize with with the situation and and put it in there is like i made a really poor decision in in my 20s when i was selling weed and got busted and so the cops came in after after that and they were able to like search my entire apartment well they don't clean up after themselves so like i came back and the entire place was like torn apart and i just felt you feel violated something happened in your personal space that you can't fix and everyone went through your stuff and saw everything and not that i had anything to hide but it just it's a very weird feeling to be in your own space that's supposed to feel very very comfortable and yet nothing feels right in it and i think that's what you're trying to say is that you were the company was still going nothing changed other than this one person did something but mentally, physically, emotionally, you just everything feels off because of what they did. And it it really messes with your head for a long time. Like I didn't sleep right in my place for like a week, even though everything yeah. was back where it was. And I, I know that this went on longer than that for you. And it's because it was it was ongoing, right? I had like one thing happen and then I was able to clean it up and, and move on, even though there was still like a court case and all of that. But like there was you had to dig through months and months of of records and talk to the cops and talk to the FBI and go over the story 800 different ways, talk to the other companies that were affected and, and their owners and figure out it just doesn't oh, go and away. It was the focus. Giving and producing all of the data and facts in a thumb drive and a giant banker's box printed mm-hmm. out to bring to the FBI to their their San Antonio office because you can't take your cell phone in there. You can't take a laptop. It is, you know, a very secure area. So just getting all the information to the authorities so they could do their job took an extremely long Mm -hmm. time. Um, And you can't help but just be. And when I say that dark place, like I was just so angry and resentful and I like, you know, you can get fixated on something when you're upset or angry mm-hmm. and you can't get away from it. And that, that was a couple, you know, I, right, Kyle, at least a couple months for me. You, well, yes. I, just, yes. I was having a really hard time pulling myself out of it. Same thing. Couldn't, you know, having a hard time sleeping, feeling like almost like somebody's out to get you. Like what's next? Is she going to try to bust into our new account numbers or you know you're mm-hmm. changing the, from changing the locks on the doors right like what i didn't mention is after the news article came out she never came back she wiped the computer stole her personnel file and that was her last day at jnr when she knew that article was coming out and we were going to see it she grabbed everything she possibly could have of hers and covered her tracks and left mm-hmm that also felt like a massive violation, right? Like you knew this was all coming to the end. Like the last thing you say to our team or or myself is it, it's just it's hard to imagine that this human being is one hundred percent criminal. 
right? Like when you know an individual, I, I, I still, it's, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe if, if, if you would have seen the situation and the environment and the atmosphere and how the team had embraced her, right? Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. was, it was really difficult for the entire company. Well, and, and again, you just you have to keep living in this, right? That's and I think that's where the the fixation comes in is you can't even you know better than to do it, and yet you're almost forced to live through these situations. And I think that's where it, right you can't because do business still by yourself. You're still you're still looking at producing paperwork for the police, or oh yeah, that was the job that this happened because Monica was still here, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was always a, oh yeah, that was that job because this had happened and we don't have this information because that computer's wiped, right? So it was always like, oh, again, and, and she's like still tormenting us and it's six months after, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It, it was just for a long time, a just a continuous pain in the ass and you just get angry every time. And it took me a while to get out of that angry, you know, vulnerable state. I mean, I'm being very vulnerable right now, but mm-hmm. um, to get out of that anger and in that dark place and actually focus on the team, the business and that what I think I'm best at pointing us in the right direction and where we're going from here. And and that vision and focus was just gone. All of my energy was spent into how are we going to get back at this woman? Right. Well, there, there was that as part of it. And I also know that you went very micromanaging and, and that, everything that became, problem. that was the biggest side effect of this was that you stepped back and, and you have amazing systems and processes in place to let the company be able to, you, I know that you can, you just went on a, a two week honeymoon and the company ran fine. In fact, maybe it ran better, right? Like, I think that's one of the scariest things that, that some people probably, don't realize is that probably. when you move out of the way, they all start doing things that you were like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know we could be this successful. And when so, you have a great team and they know what their job is, it's amazing how they can just do their job and everything goes great. But yeah. when you're in micromanaging and asking a million questions, you're disruptive. And I was being disruptive in my own company at that point. Yeah, it, it, it got to the point and I, I look again i understand it everything went so bad it was like i have to touch everything now because i can't trust anything anybody or anything right and yet that was exactly what it was all built on and so to have to realize one bad hire doesn't mean the entire batch is bad there, there was a lot to like work through and so where did that kind of come in. I, I know part of it was your mo- your mom came back in. So you, your mom, Christine, yeah, came mom, back in. Chris came back in to help, which was, of course, a, a a sigh of relief. And now it was, okay, damage control. Let's go down this rabbit hole and finally figure out how this happened and make sure it doesn't happen again, mm-hmm. right? So uh, our our bank here, our commercial bank, Frost Bank, big, big Texas commercial uh, bank down here in South Texas and actually through the state. Um, my banker came in and we sat down. We put some safeguards in place that made me feel a lot more in control financially to make sure that, um, you know, there was check washing that was going on. Just just so everyone can understand how this happened, there was check washing so if trinity the heel or myself doesn't physically sign a check here we're kind of old school like it's not that check didn't come from jane our tile so certain checks were run through electronically because she knew our account numbers were run through electronically with fake like dnb tile like people we don't i we don't do business with like fake names so it would look like it was so that was part of it but the biggest part was um, credit cards, mm-hmm. and just we had a, a we have an American Express card and um, a business Visa card with really high limits, and she was really creatively making that work in her favor. Um, 
producing financial reports to me and allocating job costs through those credit cards versus me actually seeing the physical statement when it came through the mail was one of the things that that she was able to take advantage of me for. But when I had something come to me in a professional Excel sheet present with it already job costed down Mm -hmm. to the penny when I knew what the balance was, it made sense in my eyes because I did something wrong. I trusted that individual without checking those statements to make sure they would at least match up, right? Like those those corporate credit card statements that come in, you need to don't just pay the balance, don't just pay the minimum. Go through charge by charge and make sure that they're actually going to your business. Um things can, you know, we don't we have 20 employees here. We're not a small shop. We're not a, a big shop where mm-hmm. I'd say we're pretty medium sized. But there's lots of parts and pieces and projects and things that are going on at the same time. So you can easily miss things or it started off very slowly, right? Like what she could get away with slowly with charges and putting them under different names, right? It was all like a mastermind of what the charges said and even when I was able to see the statements, um, hindsight, it wasn't, uh, you could tell that they weren't for our projects and she was producing documents that said they were. That's, that is where a lot of that money mm-hmm. went missing. Um, but it was like death by a thousand cuts, right? It wasn't like big chunks of money every month. It was like, I don't know, 15, 20 grand every month mixed in with all of our projects and people in, in budget. So it was maybe not even 20. I, I would have to do the math. Like it progressively got worse. And then mm-hmm. toward the end, of course, it got terrible because she needed to try to get the most out of us that she could when it hit the newspaper before yeah. we could come back and get access to accounts and completely shut everything off and change all our credit cards and change all of our bank accounts and Trinity and I spent, I don't know how many weekends at the bank going through old checks, trying to just highlight and identify weren't what wasn't ours. Mm -hmm. So, you know, get in, get in really, get, get that relationship with your personal banker, whoever that is, make sure that that relationship's strong and you will find that there are a lot of systems and processes in place that you're probably not taking advantage of with your current bank that can help you um, protect yourself from something like this in the future. If you hire a bookkeeper or if you bring someone on your staff that may have access or may not have access to critical financial information, they may come across with it. They may come across it, I mean, mm-hmm. um, and have not the best intentions. So keeping a close eye, not just on your bank account, but on anything financially, purchase orders, credit card purchases. I mean, you just really administratively need to have systems and processes in place where you can see with transparency everything that's going on financially. Yeah. And And we we now have that. And I thought we were pretty good about that before, but a professional came in here and showed us that we had some improvements to do and mm-hmm. uh if anything i think it's i think it's made us stronger for sure uh, that you have better systems and processes in place right the only right. way to make something better is to find out it's broken and it, it look it it got broke and now it's fixed and so i think the the big takeaway here is you know i like that you said you need to review the actual statements and kind of go through them line by line and i don't know that it's necessarily to that level if we're handing if we're running a big enough company and as the company grows there needs to be checks and balances and if you're spending all the time going over transactions line by line you're not necessarily trusting that you might as well just do it yourself at that point right and and so there's this fine line of being able to delegate something out and trust somebody but still having an idea. And so you need to know where the projects are at, how much you're kind of spending. And, you know, you should be able to scan it and pick up real quick. Like, I know there's a lot of DoorDash that was happening just from, you know, our conversations through this, right? That's so, like, right. It, had you gotten under, the actual statement, you could have different, found yeah. it. Right. But it was, you know, DoorDash by a thousand cuts. It, correct. And, but it, you know, it Walmart by a thousand cuts. It, and, 
yeah. one a trip to Disney World we didn't even know about. You know, like it's crazy. I but like the, it that stuff would have stood out as, as with a quick scan of it because you would have been like, well, that's not our distributor and that's, that's right. not our vendor. That's right. You need to be able I to find item a way to. Item, but yeah, yeah, you can you can review and glance pretty quickly and see if something doesn't add up. And, that's right. And I also know that. You know, like when I was going to set up with my bookkeeper and stuff, she wanted access to the the bank accounts and it was going to cost me a little extra and I didn't really want to pay it at the time. But you can pay for a separate login with most banks, if not all banks, that a bookkeeper or accountant can use, but they get read-only access. They can only go in and they can only look at the transaction history and the statements. They can't move money. They can't send money. They can't do anything. And so a lot of the concerns that I know contractors have in general in our industry, when we start even having these discussions, they're like, ah, they're just going to take all my money. You don't have to give them your credit cards. You don't have to give them access to be able to move money around. They They only need the stuff to be able to put the numbers together, which... You can give them just paper statements at, at, at a minimum. If you want to give them digital access, you can probably set up logins everywhere that only give read-only digital access. I'm a, I would assume the credit card companies have something along the same lines. Um, it just so happens that the way that JNR is run, as most larger companies are, is that employees generally get access, especially when they're higher up and in a position of authority like that, that, you know, in order for... Monica to do her job, she needed to be able to spend money in areas that made sense, not any way she wanted, which was what she did, but it's pretty normal. And so it doesn't surprise me that the, the opportunity was there and it was, it was little changes. Cause I know that she wasn't bringing you Excel spreadsheets at first and she wasn't doing Excel spreadsheets with mom. It was probably like, little changes over time of like, okay. hey, look at this new way I'm doing this. Which and- which to me showed self-improvement and growth, mm-hmm. right? Like, and showing initiative. So I appreciated that. Yes. But then it was, oh, I'll get the mail. I'll open all the mail every day. Oh, great. I don't have to fuck with it. Perfect, right? Yeah. That's it- probably one thing you should be doing every day if you're a business owner is opening your own mail. Sure. I, look, I like it. It's super simple, right? It's it's the little things that are going to matter. If you need to keep an eye on things, that's that's one way that you can do it. And maybe it goes to, you know, we find a trustworthy personal assistant. I, you have to let go of certain things. And it depends on where you're at and where you're trying to scale and go. And, and But you have to have some kind of pulse on the things and, and be able to keep track. And I think that's the biggest thing is... I think a lot of us think that you kind of, you know, it's like the old Ron Popeil uh, rotisserie, like Showtime rotisserie barbecue, and you just set it and forget it. That's not what we're trying to do in business. I want to be able to set things up so that I don't have to put as much mental energy there, right? I want to delegate out tasks to save me time so I can focus on what I'm best at which is generating revenue or leading the company in a certain direction and let other people do what they're really good at. It doesn't mean that I have to completely let it go and never touch it again, but I have to be able to trust them to do most of it. And I'm going to come back and check in weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever that time frame needs to be. And so I, one of the big things is I know that after all of this happened is that you went and got a masterclass from your mom in accounting because well, well you understood the basics. I did not know as much as I should have. Yes. Um, and in, in that financial branch going in, I mean, I knew what I needed to know. I knew the basics, but to have a comprehensive overall knowledge of how the system works was really important for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for any business owner is to understand how the process works in your individual accounting system. We don't run QuickBooks. We run a program called Computerese. Um, it's for constru- it's it's for construction. It's a construction software, and it is a it's a little antiquated, but it is pretty foolproof. You can't make things up. There's quite a bit to it, and I 
didn't know the things that I did until after this happened, where I could go in as as Monica did before and produce a document, produce a report, um, you know, accounts receivable, accounts payable, where, where we're at with everything, general ledger, you know, mm-hmm. just making sure that I could produce information that was actual and real was really important, especially after I didn't know what I was looking at. You know, when somebody's cooking your books and you take a six digit hickey, damn right. First thing you want to do is understand (laughs) that accounting software. Well, I maybe, I mean, a lot of people might've decided to quit. Um, And and a lot of companies, a six figure hit would just ruin them. But you're still here and, and you're still you're actually you're still profitable for the year and, and all that good stuff, which is amazing. I got to interrupt us real quick. And so we got a quick word from John's Manville. Compatible with all GoBoard products is the new GoBoard membrane. If you're asking why a membrane when GoBoard itself is waterproof through and through, the answer is simple. A membrane extends your GoBoard installation for mud pans, steam rooms and shared walls requiring a fire rated board under the waterproofing. Now, who's going to be the most badass installer out there? You are. You, uh, nope. Visit www.jm.com forward slash go board for all the products and details. Don't forget about their wedges. And, you know, there is, there is elusive, like thicker go board out there. It's not just half inch. They do have like two inch board and you can get it. Just, you know, go ask your supplier, they'll order it in. And then you can build your really cool benches and stuff like that out of it. It's just hidden. You gotta, you gotta ask, which you should be doing anyways. Cause you want to know what number one lesson in life, you don't get what you don't ask for and no doesn't hurt. So that's, that's the tip for today. Besides everything we're getting out of Aaron here. Uh, all right. So getting back into it, we, we got a masterclass. We learned how to actually do it. Not that you didn't understand basic, you know, at addition and subtraction and stuff like that, but you started learning how the program worked and you, learned how to produce your own reports, really follow the money, see how it was interacting with itself and how to track the profitability a little bit better besides the spreadsheets you're already using. But now you have a clearer picture that you don't need. I mean, you need the uh, someone to do the bookkeeping so that it's getting done and you don't have to worry about it. And someone else in the company doesn't have to worry about it, but you can double check them. You can hold somebody accountable which is, I think, super important. And the biggest thing that was missing before was that the, well, you thought you, prov- you and your mom thought you would provide that accountability by the due, di- all the due diligence you had done. There was a step missing in that mom wasn't there to protect you anymore. And you didn't well, have all keep, that knowledge. That's right. And keep in mind, you know, remotely, we are, our accounting software is cloud-based as well as our construction software we use um, for field works and everything we do is, is cloud-based. So mom still had an eye on everything from the ranch, you know, like it's not like she wasn't checking in or, or mm-hmm. also wasn't involved. She just wasn't physically here and in the role, but was still looking, which is, you know, even more alarming that we had, to, <laughs> this got past two people. Um, it can happen though. I, mean, I like you see stories it, I mean, like this did. all the time, was, right? It, it's... it did. I was I was keeping an eye on it. She was too, and it. I mean, it still happened. So I would say, you know, one one thing that I've learned is there's a lot of really great fractional CFOs, chief financial officers that do um, bookkeeping services for a number of different companies because a lot of times it isn't a full time job, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take. Uh, you know, a 40 plus hour week to get these things done. She had other duties assigned to her besides just bookkeeping. Um, You know, we have, she was kind of receptionist as well, the person that picked up the phone, uh, which really made it even more difficult, right? Because how embarrassing everybody that knew her here that we do business with, we had to let know you know, that she wasn't with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And when they ask what happened, you got to tell them why, you know, you're not going to lie to your, your partners and your colleagues. So, you know, uh, it's, it's tough to have a little mud on your face and, and eat some, some humble pie. But I think that, you know, honesty is the best policy and 
letting people know that that happened to us and we're mm-hmm. not going anywhere and we're we're finishing the year out strong and 2024 is looking really really good for us actually probably our biggest year since we've been in business with with us and the work that we've put in in Q4 2023 mm-hmm. so it's um you can you can have safeguards in place but hiring a professional bookkeeping company or a professional CFO is also a really great idea because a business doesn't steal from another business. A person steals an individual steals businesses don't steal. Well, I'm sure some businesses steal, but I I think it's a good point. Do it for a living. Don't this is what they do professionally. It won't be an individual that has access to all of your information focused on your, your things. Mm -hmm. And, and, and really, when they're present, I think that they earn that trust from you a little more. I think that's just human behavior. When you when you have contact and you and your your, your entire company has contact with an individual every day, and and trust and friendship has evolved, and you know it it it's human nature to to try to trust, mm-hmm. and just got to be careful with that. Yes, and, and we're it, look. You're not going to be able to run a larger company without trusting other people. It's just, and that's the biggest struggle that we all have to get over is, oh, nobody can do it as well as I can. Lots of people can do it better than you can. You just have to let them. And and that's, you know, you let somebody that was better at, look, she's amazing at what she did. There is the, I know that Aaron will, will agree with this. She's absolutely, she's so good at what she does that she can fool you into believing that everything is accurate. She's that great of a, of a con person that she's so, if she would have put her talent into legitimate bookkeeping, she could probably be running a company doing, you know, millions of dollars in business by hiring other people to work under her. And yet she took the easy route to say, Hey, I'm just going to like, you know, skim off the top here at all these companies and get what I want very quickly, as opposed to putting in the hard work to, to grow and, become successful and you know have something that pays more than what she was taking it, it blows my yeah. mind but she was so good grow, at it grow, that... with the, grow with the business you know it's, it's it's crazy but she was she was just she was good she's it wasn't that she she's a bad really, bookkeeper she's a great bookkeeper she just used her power for evil and a great actress mm-hmm. i mean i mean nominated she should have done one or the other, right? Something, and and so I guess to kind of get back on track, keep moving the story forward, right? It ended. You ended up. You get through everything, but there was like months of of you really being in. A, even afterwards, like once it was still kind of settled, like months of you just you weren't you, you you weren't your tenacious self. Uh, again, you kind of went into this micromanaging phase that I was able to see from from afar, and I felt beat uh, up. I felt like I got my ass kicked, and the only way I could think of recovering was get my hands in everything all the time. And I think I was driving my team crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And it was nothing. It was nothing personal. It was for me. That is what I thought was going to work in damage control mode, and that was the exact opposite of what I should have been doing. And it was. It was months. It was. Uh, it was cyclical, right? I right when I could think I was getting on the right track, I'd find something else that would track back to Monica, and then I would start obsessing about it all over again and then it got to the point where i mean my guys still send me screenshots of you know her at partying somewhere and Mm -hmm. like they're so mad like i i have removed myself from trying to think about this person where my whole team is still so upset like they're you know in her business and seeing what's going on where i've had to just kind of put the blockers up and, mm-hmm. and put the blinders on and just, okay, heads down, focused on the business. That's the best thing I can do for the business. It's the best thing I can do for everybody at this company and for us to stay strong and move forward. But it took, it took months and it took a lot of support from my mastermind group and my wife mm-hmm. who let's face it is like in my mastermind group every night. <laughs> every, I know, every she, other I, I know she's there listening in a little bit. Yes. Yeah. I, but it, yeah. 
it it took some time and it, it was hard because at one point I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I know you run a better business than this and you put all these systems and processes in place. Why are you spending time focusing on all the $20 an hour jobs when you should be out there focusing on the $1,000 an hour projects? And it, you can't I, think I, clearly when you're frazzled, mm-hmm. you know, like it's hard to think clearly when you're angry and you're and you're frazzled and you're you know, you've got that, that resentment and, you know, you just still feel so vulnerable that you are trying to just deflect everything and catch something before it happens. You know, it, it just very unhealthy behavior and very opposite of how I usually carry myself. Well, and I, it was good. It was good for my group to actually call me out on it. Kyle, especially because he, he does that. Thank God. Um, well, letting me know, like, this is not, who you are. This is not how you run your business and you're regressing. You cannot let someone, you can't take a hit and regress. You've got to keep going and you've got to focus on the business, which is exactly how I, how I got out of it. It it was a big change. I mean, honestly, I could see on your face and again, coming, it it was like a digital slap across the face to you. Right. And it it shocked you that I said it. But at the same time, you took it very well and in stride, and you were like, okay, it, you you thought and you processed on it for a minute, and then you were able to come back, and you were like, no, you're right. This isn't going to work this way. Like, I have to move on. And it was it was a changing point, and everyone was kind of there seeing it, and they were like, yeah, like, no, nah, this, this has got to end, and I... And I think anybody that's not involved in, in your groups in the master classes really need to know that... I mean, this happened in February and Kyle, you've been talking to me about doing a podcast, you know, to help others that, and I think it will, mm-hmm. um, and, and showing that this can happen to anybody. I, I think that that group is just such a safe place to be vulnerable. And, you know, like I wanted anybody in our industry to know that this happened to us. Hell no. But to be able to go and talk to a, a a group of other professionals across the country that really care about you and you see and have FaceTime with and all you do is focus on your business together and try to help each other with with feedback after talking about what's going on in your business every two weeks, you know, the, I don't there wouldn't have been a there's no other place like that. There's no other place like that in the industry. I've got my five-star group. We have our summer meetings. I've got some close colleagues, but that direct focus and that commitment mm-hmm. that that group has every other week, and they truly care about what who you are. They know who you are. They know about your business. They know your your trouble spots. They know what you're, you're great at, you know, and it's just sharing information and caring about each other. You know, I wouldn't have made it through it, Kyle, without that group. That's one of the reasons I'm on this that. podcast. That's one of the reasons I'm on this podcast today. People need to know that there's help out there, and it's inval it's invaluable. It's invaluable for for me to be able to discuss that and pull myself up from the bootstraps. Is all about that that team and in that group, and of course, just that stayed on me to to focus on mm-hmm. the business and re- remind me what my goals were that we wrote down right like yeah hey you don't you don't get to stop working on your goals because you had a hiccup that's the opposite of what you should be doing and if i wasn't hearing that week after week i don't think i'd be having the conversation of ending 2023 strong right now i i agree and you can't do business by yourself folks you can get so far and at but at some point you need accountability partners you need people to challenge you to go to the next level and that's what aaron is saying is there she has contacts but there's there's a difference in when you buy into a group and the conversations they're having is the, the it this wasn't just a business conversation you know we we talk about the personal things going on. If someone's getting divorced or a death in the family or kids are str- like whatever is affecting your life, this all or affects your business. Like Her- yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it all affects everything going on because they are all interconnected. Your life is not just, you know, we, we talk about this work life balance and, I, and I've done episodes on it. It, there's not one or the other. There's just 
Kyle's life. There's just Aaron's life. There's just your life. They are all interwoven and they, it all affects itself. You can't, I like pride myself on being an emotionless robot. And my wife gives me a hard time about it. It doesn't exist. Like I, I know that truly deep down and it's something I'm working on to like be able to get from one side of things to the other and connect them and have it all flow more succinctly. But it, it's, you're going to run into issues and you're going to need people to talk to them about because processing it yourself, Aaron would still be a hot mess guaranteed. She's already said it. Had she been left to her own devices to just sit there and wallow in the self pity and the being upset like her team kind of still, and not that they're not doing great work and everything out in the field, but like they're still hung up and mad at Monica and sending her pictures. It's just like, stop. Like I've moved on. We all have to let this go. Don't let it, eat you up. And I think that's a lot of times what happens is that we get caught up in our own head and we let the cycle just continue as opposed to looking for a way to step out of it. And so you kind of, you got the digital slap across the face from the group. It woke yeah. you up and you said, fine, I'm go- <laughs> all right, I'm walking away. And, and you've walked away now and it's, it's been yeah. great, but what is it? What have you seen as the changes, right? Like, uh, you know, you've implemented, um, you have an outside source for doing bookkeeping. Now you didn't bring somebody in full time again or part time virtual. That's right. Virtual personal assistant, which has been a big deal. Okay. I think, um, sleep. Hello. The other two have helped with that and, you know, giving myself a schedule and in time blocking, you know, that's something, uh, I'd really like to thank Ron Nash for, that has been a wonderful mentor to me mm-hmm. through the years and, and advised me on doing that with my time. And I found myself to be much more efficient. And this kind of happened during the Monica thing where I started time blocking. Um, that really helps you focus on, on your business when you can think of ahead of, okay, from, you know, 2 p.m. to 3.30, I'm with Kyle from 3.30 to 4.30. We're working on, you know, Christmas bonus checks from 4.30 to 5. I'm meeting with tech and then we're going to dinner. Over, you know, like I time block, mm-hmm. I, I try to time block everything now. Keeps you on track and it keeps you focused. Yes. I think that's been a really good help as well. Um, along with the with the assistance you just talked about, Kyle, the outsourcing and the the virtual assistant. Yeah, which is great, right? There's somebody, uh, why are we doing things that we don't need to be doing? And it's not that you have to go and acquire all this stuff, right? This has been over years that you've yeah, learned this, built you, the company when up. When your and, group is telling you, you got quit doing $20 an hour tasks, you're like, oh shit, I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right. Yeah, you, you, you have to be held accountable. If you don't have goals set, your business isn't growing, you shouldn't be in business if you're not growing your business. That's why we have them. They're not, it's not supposed to be a lifestyle business for an income. You're supposed to have goals set to grow your businesses. And that may look like a gross margin at the end of the year. That may look like revenue year over year that you're trying to grow. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it yourself. If you're trying to grow your business, you cannot do it yourself. You, it's impossible. You have to have a good team around you and people that you trust and good processes in place. And and that's where we are. And that's where we're headed in, in 2024. And I'm confident about it. I'm more confident now than I've ever been. And I'm proud to say that and uh, not proud to say that we had to, you know, go through the ringer a little bit in February. And, you know, that was back in 2022 when a lot of this was happening. But mm-hmm. We found out about it in February. You know, the damage had been done at that point. Um, but moving forward, you know, I'm thinking February 2024 will be in a completely different place and scenario. And and we look different. You know, we have some great new hires I'm really excited about and some apprentices that I think are just going to be superstars once they get the skill level and um, go through their apprenticeship. I, they're good fits for our culture. And, you know, that's a lot of what we talk about in our groups too. What's your culture lo- look like? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't build a business without having these things in place, your core values and your mission statement. So, you know, I challenge you guys trying to grow out there to to get on board with, with getting the right pieces and 
and processes in place to to get you where you want to be. Everybody wants to do a little better. Well, I think that's where you were able to succeed in all of this, right? Is there was something to step back and look at and say, hold on, this is our foundation. And I have to, I've built so much off of it. I have to trust this and let it continue instead of continuing down this, like, well, I'm going to get in and mess up over here and I'm going to go stick my fingers in this and I'm going to go handle this thing over here. It was no, no, no. Like we have core values. We have a mission statement. We have a vision statement. I know what we want to accomplish, how we want to accomplish it. I have people in place to accomplish these tasks. I have to let them do it. And I'm going to go find the ways for them to continue to do it. And so that's, that's, you know, you've been able to bring on more people. And so I think it's just stepping back and and we're not able to do that enough. You got very caught up in the day to day and you lost your 30,000 foot view. And that's where most contractors are at is we're, we're stuck with our 12 inch view because we're busy installing and your face is in the mud or in the, like it's, it's 12 inches from the floor. That's where you live. That's where you lose that vision, that culture, that where are we going? Absolutely. And you're just, you're not able to see it. And so to step back and look around is the important thing here. And that's, I think that's what was able to change for you is that you, you got caught up, you realized how important it is to step back. You found other people to trust. And then just in general, you didn't let one bad experience dictate how you trust people now, right? You're still, you're out there, you've made new hires, you trust them to go do what they've promised to do. And it's, it's ever evolving. And so don't let Uh, one mistake. Right. This hasn't, this hasn't hardened me. If, if anything, it has made me more appreciative of the team and staff that we do have. You know, this is a good thing. This could have lasted. This could have gone on a lot longer, right? Mm-hmm. Like we trim the fat, just like when you have to get rid of uh, an installer or or an apprentice that's not a good fit on your team, right? And they're just terrible for your culture. It's just you know you cut the cancer out and you move on. You know, we had a lumpectomy. That's all that happened around here. That's I had to look, cut it out. And it, it's just it's such a mature way to look at it. Again, I very proud of you. Thanks. Kyle. Love that you've been able to come out of this so positively as opposed like, again a lot of companies would have gone under with that kind of money coming out of them or they would have been like i can't believe it i can't trust anybody i'm just going to go back to doing it myself and you're like nope on to bigger and better things we're going to add more people we're going to take on bigger projects we're going to go conquer san antonio and and maybe texas and we'll see where it goes from there like it, it's inspiring to watch it happen because a lot of people, it just mentally would have kicked their butt and they would have quit. So congratulations. Thanks, is, is there anything we we didn't hit on that we need to point out or something that you, you struggled with and you knew was like extra difficult and, and we just need to hit on that real quick? I think um, just having that, that trusted group that that you can have uh, it it really gets you through and keeps you focused on your goals i think that would be my big emphasis you know whether that be your partner or uh, a group of colleagues that you have you're not you're not alone you're you you do not have to figure everything out yourself i have light bulbs go off every other week and i implement things in my business just by learning from other contractors and i think we're a pretty damn good contractor and i'm still learning things from other people and they're not even in the tile and stone business um so they i'm really even, grateful they don't even do multiple really million dollars either yeah it, it's no. it takes one everybody. of them owns nine paint stores and i learned from that guy you yes. know <laughs> <laughs> from Canada. Mm-hmm. So you never you never know what you can learn or take away from someone else and, and actually how you can get back and help them. You know, I'd like to think that, that I add some value to the group with, with systems and processes we have in place and they do the same for me. Definitely. And that's really helped me stay on track with JNR and, you know, I'd I just if if our team's out there, I'd like to say thank you to everybody. Shane, Van. Who'd I miss? I'm just kidding. I know all their business names now too. <laughs> Shane, Van, Paul. 
and Shane Reggie and, Vol- and, and Reggie. Reggie, yep. I'm going to cut his ponytail off one day. <laughs> no, we're going to braid Shane's and Reggie's together for you. That's what we're going to do. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Uh, but no, I think it, look, it takes a team, folks, whether you want to do it through Floor Academy Business Therapy Mastermind Group or not. Like, I, look, I would love to have you, I, but. Go find a group that works for you to go have accountability, to have somebody to do business with. Find a local mentor. Go ask, like, if there's a, again, there's I, I a use the example. There's a group out there. It costs $3,000 a month. I can tell you, I used to be a member of Vistage, and I find more value in, floor, in, in my masterminds group than I did in my Vistage group. And I learned a lot in my Vistage group. Hey, but... we're, we're only a sixth the price, so five hundred bucks a yeah, month, you know. And for... she was spending three thousand, so there's there it is. But for a fraction uh, of the cost, if I say it all the time, I use I, your... I, I use yep. the donut maker as an example, and I don't care if it's the donut maker, the guy that runs the car wash. If there's somebody that you respect in your community that's running a, a, a business and just killing it, or or you see something they do, go stop. Have a conversation with them and ask. There's Most of no, the time, they love to help. I guarantee it. If they if they are anything like most, every business owner that I think is successful loves to have the conversation of, oh, you want to do it better? Sure, I'm, I'm willing to help you. Like they want to help you get there. It's I have not met many people that don't want to share. And honestly, the minute I learned they, they don't want to share, my opinion of them changes very quickly and I'm not interested in, in working with them because there's something wrong with our like our personalities won't jive it's just it's not going to work but it doesn't matter what business they're in all of this stuff is translatable over to your business most of the lessons are easily convertible and you don't have to, it doesn't matter what service you're doing it just matters that you get the aspect correct so go have the conversation and ask for help you don't need to reinvent the wheel there's uh, you know, just have a little humility, man. as Reggie would say. There you go. That's you got to be willing to admit that you don't know everything and be willing to grow. And I, I think that's the lesson behind all of this is that we learned we don't know everything. We had a hiccup. We didn't. And don't get let stuck it define it. you. Yep. Don't let a bad situation and something you know, negative or bad that happened to your business, don't let that define you or your business. And that was the mistake I made. I I took it as a personal reflection of myself. I did. It was my fault. I shouldn't have let this happen. I mean, that's why I went deep in the micromanaging, right? It was, I took it so personally, just like everybody else did around here. And I had to realize as as a leader, I couldn't. We, We wouldn't survive that way. Yes. Uh, that's a, that's a great takeaway is that you can't take it personally. And so why, why your business is not you, despite the fact your business is you, I know, I understand I've, I've created three at this point and uh, you get very tied up into it, but you, you cannot, your business cannot define you. Go listen to the episode I just recorded with Ron Nash on exactly why that is the case. And it's a, it's a great episode. You you define you. You are many things. Your business, you, you're not defined by one thing. I think that's where we're going to leave it. So if if you're interested in a mastermind group, floracademypod.com forward slash mastermind. Go check out the, the write-up over there. There's a video to watch about talking about them. Aaron has great things to say. Other people have great things to say about them. But again, if you don't want to do it with me, you need to go do business with somebody. You can't be stuck in your own head, not externalizing things. That's what I'm really big on is you can't internalize everything. Go get it externalized, write it down, say it aloud, have the conversation with yourself out loud instead of internally. It's going to make you do your business differently. Find a friend locally, do something, but stop doing business by yourself. Uh, Check out our store, get yourself a, a really cool Floor Academy podcast hoodie t-shirt uh socks i don't know there's it uh we took that down but if if you really want one you can put i can put it back up um you know it exists for for those that want to get wild and have a floor academy bikini or swimsuit it is an option 
Um, what else do we got? You can help support the show at patreon.com forward slash floor academy. Even five bucks a month goes a long way in helping me to continue to produce the content. Love my patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Like, subscribe, leave a review. You're my marketing agency, and I cannot make this continue to happen and grow without your help. Tell a friend in line at the distributor that your business has been changed by the show, because I know it has been. Let them in on the on the good secret so that they can have a successful business as all of the businesses in your area continue to grow and excel your market will change. So don't tell me that it doesn't work in your area. And don't tell me that it's the illegals that are bringing it down. And don't tell me that, you know, your clientele is that bad. Just change how all the businesses operate and you can all change the market and it'll be great. And even if you don't change everybody, you can change enough of you that you start finding better clientele and you become more profitable, have more free time and you actually enjoy what you're doing. That's going to do it for us. We got a quick word from the Surfaces event. So it just happened. I, I was just there, you know, last week is is when we were there. We were hanging out. We were having a great time. It was packed with amazing products and exhibits. So whether you were at the event or if you unfortunately missed it, the Tice team has released a lookbook covering a highlight of over 100 products that were featured at the show. You can access it now online at intlsurfaceevent.com forward slash lookbook, L-L-O-L-O-O-K-B-O-O-K, lookbook, or click the link in the show notes. And uh, we look forward to being able to hang out with everybody next year at the event don't miss some exciting stuff they have coming up. I know I, I don't even know everything. I know that something's going to be happening with Jennifer Farrell again. And so that news will be coming out later this year. In the meantime, take a look at the lookbook, see all the cool stuff that's coming out, know what's coming into your markets so that you are ahead of the curve and you're not being handed materials that you don't understand and having to figure out. That's one of the great parts of going to the show is you get to see everything come out before it's released. And then you can determine whether you want to work with it or not, or figure out how to work with it with the experts that are there and present. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us once again. Thank you for sharing this incredible story, being vulnerable and willing to put yourself out there and let people know that it's not all sunshine and roses. There are that there is the dark side to doing business. And sometimes we have to run down that alley and, you know, get beat up a little bit. And then we, we come out fighting stronger than ever before. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Glad I did it. You're welcome. We'll catch you all next week.